Get running this fall at Dunkin' with $2 medium iced coffees from 2 to 6 p.m. Try any of Dunkin's delicious iced coffee, like their signature original blend. Or treat yourself to mocha, caramel, or the fall favorite, pumpkin. Always freshly brewed, made just the way you like it. Make time for happy hour and enjoy a $2 medium iced coffee from 2 to 6 p.m. Washington, D.C. runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, Calvin Casey, Sam Spin, the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. And this next first segment of the second hour is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker who can find you the cheapest rate out there because that's because he represents over 40 different carriers for insurance. Auto, life, home, renters, it doesn't matter. Stephen can take care of you. Give him a call. His number is 210-641-1000. That is 210-641-4000. That is Integrity Advisors Agency. Stephen Reese, official sponsor of the sports crime. All right, so tonight we've got game four of the NBA Finals. And um, as we stand right now, our guys out in the desert have the Phoenix Suns coming in at a plus five underdog tonight, plus 180 on the money line. Milwaukee's coming in at a minus 220 favorite with minus five. Phoenix first half is a plus two. Um Tonight, what I'm looking for, I think this is another important um, game and the growth and the and the learning experience and where he's at of the point of his career. Speaking of Devin Booker, and this is why I say that because I've heard a lot of uh, even on this show. I know Dwayne was trying to give him the the uh, the Kobe label early. I've heard that from a lot of people, not even Dwayne. Um, and he's, you know, like I said, from the second round on, he's really been engaged on fire. He's coming off of one. He's coming off probably his worst playoff game of this run. Okay. Even probably going back to even when they were trying to get in the bubble last year. Um, very, I think he was like seven for like 17 or three for 17. He was bad in shooting last game, but because who his mentor was, his relationship with Kobe. And when you went, when you look at the guys that are going at that level, and I'm not putting him at the Kobe level or nothing like that, LeBron, but he's up there right now is probably definitely a top 10 player right now, top five, even with Devin Booker, top seven. He's up there. But you really learn, especially a young player like him, that this is his first time going through it in the playoffs. When you go, when you have a game like that on the national stage and you really like, I mean, he was benched in the fourth quarter. I think Monty is a coach that knows all his players and he has the type of relationship that he's built with them over the last couple of years that he's been there, that he can be honest with them. It's almost kind of like a pop situation down here where, you know, even if, you know, even though he's a star, I mean he's he's the he's the he's the he's the best player on that team. I mean Chris Paul is the guy the engine is making it go, but Devin Booker, where he's at in his career, I mean that's his team. I mean Chris Paul is leading it, but to sit there and really pretty much bench a guy in the fourth quarter, probably maybe because he's just mentally not in the game, he struggled, you know, in that way. I'm really looking to see how Devin Booker is going to bounce back individually. I think the Suns they've been very a very good team 
on the road during this playoff run. I, I really do anticipate them uh, bouncing back. I mean, I picked them to win the series. Milwaukee's only lost one game at home this whole playoffs, and that was game one against the, the, against the Hawks in the Eastern Con- Conference Finals. So they've been lights out at home, and they've really been blowing out people at home. I mean, other than the time that they lost that game up, these have been blowouts. So they'll be ready, but I think the Suns, I think – you know, to get that kind of game out of the way, I'm very interested to see how this works with Devin Booker because the greats, and that's where he wants to be. I mean, Kobe told him, be special. Take advantage of the moment. And this is his moment. And I think right now what's going to be important to me is that if he wants to go and keep charting across the path of being one of the greats, being in this. Because remember, his first few years, Phoenix was trash. They weren't getting any national televised games. They wasn't on TNT on Thursdays and Tuesdays. They You had to have the lead pass. You had to be a diehard Phoenix Suns fan to even care what the hell was going on with the team. Devin Booker, this is his uh, this is his chance. This is his opportunity. And he's done a good job up to this point. But this is the type of game where you're coming off of that performance and you have the microscope and you have the light shining on you. How do you bounce back? You know, do you, do you lead your team to go ahead and, and, you know, take that commanding, taking that 3-1 lead? Because just as important game three was for Milwaukee just to get back in the series, I think the pressure is a little bit still on Milwaukee tonight. Um, I like Phoenix in this one tonight. Um, You know, I really do. I think, you know, I think that they can take that through because if they, the reason why I think the pressure still on Milwaukee is important. This game is even game three, because if you lose tonight, game three really didn't matter because I think Phoenix is good enough team. I think they've got the better all around and probably deeper team. So, and I do give the coaching edge to Monty. That's just my opinion. So I think with that said, you're not going to come back and beat this team three times in a row. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. So I still think the pressure's out on uh, Milwaukee. Now, if you're a Bucks fan or you're looking to uh, ride with the Bucks in that minus five or on that money line, you got to look at it. You got to hope that they get off and continue to get off to a good start, that they win those first quarters, that first half, um, and get it going. And, again, I will tell you this. In these runs, and I will say this, you know, the big key tonight, too, is regardless what the score is at halftime, Pay attention to what that third quarter is going to be like because the third quarter in, in, the, in the NBA, especially when you get down to conference finals and the finals, it's all about the teams that can make the adjustments or the coaches that are prepared and know the pulse of the team to get them coming out to deliver the first blow in that third quarter. No matter if you're up, if you're up, you really want to put, you know, you want to go and put the dagger in them. You don't want to you know, let that team that's down that's coming in and have them have an 8-9-0 run to start the third quarter. You And if you're up, you want to keep it going. And if you're down, you want to sit there and say, hey, let's go ahead, throw away the first, let's come out and win this third quarter. Third quarters are key in the NBA, in the playoffs. They're key. I remember through the Spurs, some of the Spurs runs, uh, you know, through this whole 20-year run, you know, back in the early parts of the uh, early runs of the championships of the big three, um, the Spurs were lights out in third quarter. They would come out of the locker room. They would kick ass in the third quarter. Uh, that Boston team led by Doc Rivers with KG and Paul, I remember them. They were lights out in the third quarter. The year that the Dallas Mavericks won it. They, I, you know, basically they were they were a hell of a third quarter team. So that's something that I've always paid attention to. But really tonight, the spotlight is I think Chris Paul is going to be Chris Paul. You know, I think he's engaged. He's in great. He smells it. He's two wins away. 
He might not ever get this opportunity again. He is two wins away. He's going to be all right. Tonight, I think Aiden's been consistent. He's the guy that I felt like I've had to apologize to uh, because I didn't really see. Aiden played a little bit at times during the regular season really soft. He's he's taking that label out. He's taking it even a notch. He's going to be all right. I think the question is, is what Booker, what Booker are we going to see? Make sure this isn't law, this, he doesn't fall in some type of funk situation. I think also Milwaukee's got to continue to see what does Milwaukee do with those shots from beyond the arc? I mean, they shot like over 20 some threes last game and game three, but what happens if those shots aren't falling? That's what I'm looking for, Bud and Milwaukee. Like, what happens if Giannis gets in foul trouble early? Or if these shots are just not falling, now the role players feel like they come back to earth. Can, what is Milwaukee going to do at that time? Can they continue to try to – they did a better job on the pick and roll in game three, but can they keep that up on the defensive end? And that's going to tell us a, night, a lot tonight after we play and once we get game four under the books. But this is definitely still a must win for Milwaukee because I don't think even as good as Greek has played – I mean, he's coming off for two back-to-back 40 pieces, uh, 41 actually – and I don't know if they, as good as he's playing, they can't. I don't think they can beat Phoenix three straight games. 736-9760. Also, switching gears, uh, NFL-wise, as you've known, the big story today um, is really the news about Richard Sherman um, that was arrested. Um, he was first picked up, on, I guess, on domestic violence um, charges. Um, also... You know, I know his wife, Adam Schefter, has tweeted out. I know his wife has just said that, hey, you know, nothing happened. He's a good guy. We're working on this. Supposedly he resisted arrest, had to take him to the hospital. Then they booked him after the hospital. And also that I'm hearing that uh, there's probably a connection to a hit and run with him. And that sounds like maybe, I don't know if Richard was part of the car. They found the car a ways, but there was maybe somebody else in the car at the time, but the car's registered under Richard. Um you know, with domestic violence situations, I always err on the side of caution and let the facts come out because I've said this story before. Um, in the post-OJ world that we live in, and that's what they call it. Have you ever talked to a lawyer about this? And trust me, I've had. Okay, I've had. Um, when you talk anything can really be considered domestic violence. You know, people think domestic violence and all of a sudden, you know, they think that, you know, a spouse, either the man or the woman, has gotten beat down. Not all necessary. that's the case. I mean, if the cops show up, if there's a disturbance, if there's yelling going on, and there's there's basically, you know, people, you know, significant other raising their voices, neighbors call, disturbance come, that could be considered a domestic call. That's a domestic, might could be considered that. But I think what's intriguing with this, I want to add something when we get back on the Richard situation before we move on, and I'll talk about that on the flip side. You listen to the Sports Grind, 736-9760. We're broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, broadcasting here from the Routers Car Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Sam Spin, the one and twos. You can add me on Twitter, at Sports Grind as well, too. Um, 
This next segment is going to be sponsored by Brewster's Backyard Ice House, home of the free popcorn seven days a week, all day, all night. Also, they're the home of the 275. You call it happy hour from 4 to 6 every day, Monday through Friday. That is Brewster's Backyard Ice House, official sponsor of the sports grind. Okay, let me let me get to this because Kansas City Rob um, keeps keeps basically messaging me in regards to wanting to say like, hey, don't talk about my boy Patrick Mahomes. If Locke had swag like that, you wouldn't say anything. Well, first of all, Casey Rob don't even know what the angle I'm going through, but I'll get into that right now, so I don't I don't I don't forget that. Look, and I'm gonna stay consistent. You you if you listen to this show. For a while, you know, I kind of try to stay consistent, even though I get accused, like, oh, you contradict yourself, Calvin. You're a hypocrite. You say this one thing and blah, blah, blah. No, I try to stay consistent. And uh, the theme of me, of with me, excuse me, for this last uh, five to six months, seven months has been say it with your chest out. Now, over the weekend, I think this was this past weekend or a weekend before last, another one of these celebrity golf tournaments, okay, Patrick Mahomes is playing, which Patrick is a good – I mean, he's a pretty damn decent golfer. I've seen some of his highlights. You tell he's put some time on the links. Uh, he had a hell of a shot this past weekend, and I thought that – I don't know if it was out of the out of the wood, out of the rough or something like that, but you could tell I me mean, the guys – there's some athletes. There's some people that are just athletic. They can pick up things. I mean, he's a special talent. Well, you know, in, in golf galleries, uh, there's adult beverages going on and things can be consumed. And there was a group of guys that decided to troll Patrick and saying, hey, don't watch out for Justin Herbert. Don't forget, he's coming. And Patrick Mahomes kind of like looked, and the camera's caught and looks, and he said it. He said, oh, well, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, of course, in this day and age of camera phones and and everybody got everything out, that went viral, okay? That went viral. And, you know, Patrick talked about it yesterday. I think he came out yesterday and said, hey, oh, well, it was taken out of context. You know, that's not really what I've got a lot of respect for his skills with that. I get all that, Patrick, but say it with your chest out, man. You meant it. That was your that was your reaction. Um, you know, because my thing is, is that you got you got guys and, and I like Patrick Mahomes. We had him on the show. So when we were down in Super Bowl, I mean, he wasn't Patrick Mahomes then, then. You know, they were going around asking people to interview him at that time. But he, but he's, he's Pat Rose now. And, again, I go by that. I was putting all my time into um, their agent basically with um, trying to get with Patrick Lynch at the time. I was more interested with Patrick Lynch because Lee basically represented both of them. Who knows? Now look where Patrick Rose is. But, no, you, you can't, like, I, I still think that there's a certain type of players – and especially they're at that court of that come with like, you can't really worry about what people think in regards if you're scared of playing. And I'm not saying Patrick, I don't think Patrick Mahomes would never be the villain role. I mean, we might get Kansas City fatigue. I mean, depending on how Andy Reid, how much longer he coaches or, you know, maybe Eric B is the coach in waiting. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes health wise, we should have Patrick in this league for at least another decade. And there's going to be a lot of people that want to come play with Patrick Mahomes for cheap money and all that kind of stuff to get a ring. So at the end of the day, I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going anywhere anytime soon. He's going, he going to have some path resistance in that division coming up in the last couple of years. I can tell you that. But they ain't going to go nowhere. So if that's the case, you're not going to be – I mean, you know, Hibbert's one of those that – I think Hibbert's a big boy. 
You know, he, he can understand. I mean, you know, he had a good game that one time they fell short against um, – the week his first start was against Kansas City when they had Tyrod Taylor that you know had to miss that game because a, a trainer, um, you know, basically had gave him punctured lungs on a shot on a cortisone shot. Go back full circle. Why athletes don't trust people's training staffs, by the way. But um, no, man, I, I think it's one of those. And, and then you know, Herbert got him in a meaningless game toward the end of the season. I think he threw for like four touchdown pass three. They beat Kansas City, I think, toward the end of the season. But starters, backups, whatever. It's all right, Patrick. D- just stick with it. I don't. I don't need to hear like, oh, well, you know, he's a good. T-. No, you meant that. Like, it's okay to talk a little junk, especially from that. It's okay. Just say it with your chest out. So that's all it was, Kansas City Rob. No need to no need no need to get all, you know, hurt and defensive real quick, you know. You know where I stand with your Chiefs. I I got them understanding like well, are they off the canvas? Did they get up off the canvas? Because you can talk, there's a lot of talk coming up. They talking themselves into it. They, you know, we're a couple weeks from camp. They talking to themselves that we got to get off that mat. But no, that's all I had to say with Patrick. Just say it with your chest out, man. There's no need to release a statement about, oh, well, I've got respect for Hibbert and his skills and all that. Look, I've always told you the NFL and quarterbacks, it's a fraternity. Present and past and future. When you get in that fraternity, they all know how hard it is to play that game. They all got respect for each other. They all know there's some people that's better than them out of those 32 spots. But just keep it real, man. You said it. They caught it. It was it was a natural action. And I kind of liked it. I didn't have a problem with it. That's good old-fashioned AFC West robbery. I mean, look at Phillip Rivers in that division forever. Phillip had enemies. Phillip Rivers had enemies playing quarterback at that same franchise that has uh, Justin Herbert right now. You know? Um, he used to get it in all the time. Jay Cutler, speaking of the devil, need to talk about Jay. But, Pat, I mean, Phillip used to be into that. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, Patrick. Nothing wrong with that. 736-9760. But back on the Richard Sherman situation, I'm going to let the developments of this play out. Very serious. I don't know what the details so much is about the hit and run or what that is, uh, but I know his bail was denied. But, again, he was a free agent that hadn't been picked up by anybody. Uh, Richard is long in the tooth. This isn't Richard Sherman. You know, I'm going to battle – you know, Kaepernick, I'm going to, you know, basically have the, you know, the the boisterous, you know, after post game. This ain't that Richard. But when I hear that the Saints, because the Saints was the team that was linked to him uh, of, of doing a deal with him, it's bad time for me. And who knows? I mean, his wife says this isn't him. Nobody was hurt. There was nobody harmed. But you know what the real is? They were called out to that house for a reason. OK, so we got to find out what that reason is. I mean, I've never heard of – I mean, I haven't heard of anybody really basically getting hell without bail for domestic violence. But I think, you know, when you talk about possibly a restraint from a cop or assaulting an officer, maybe that's the leaning of the judge. Don't know rules in all state, but I know for domestic violence, I've never heard of anybody uh, getting denied bail on that. So it might have to be some other serious charges. And I'm hearing that this is possibly could be felony charges as well. We just have to see how it plays out. 736-9760. Uh, speaking of Jay Cutler, uh, Jay Cutler, um, as you know, was a former NFL quarterback uh, for the Denver Broncos, went to Chicago, spent some time with the Dolphins. Um, Jay Cutler did an interview with GQ magazine, and uh, this has recently surfaced just as of yesterday, this morning, is starting to surface, that he's basically saying and pretty much admitting that he has early signs of symptoms of CTE. Okay, 
Um, and, you know, with Jay Cutler, keep in mind, and I'm going to get to this, I'm going to get to a stat for you uh, of a season that he played when we get back, but I want to talk about this a little bit in regards to this whole CTE things and also let you know why. I mean, when I was reading this, the things that Jay's trying to do to prevent this, because he said he knows it's coming, but we'll talk about it when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. We turned out in record numbers in November 2020, and we showed our power in Georgia. Now we have the chance to show up to the polls and make a difference again here in Virginia. There's so much on the line for our communities in the upcoming elections, for governor and other offices. Our votes have real power, so let's use that power to elect leaders who will look out for what matters to us. Rally your friends, everyone you know, to vote early until October 30th, or vote on Election Day, November 2nd. Pay for by the NAACP. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Calvin Casey, Sam Spill, the one and twos, broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. This next segment is going to be sponsored by Beto's. All right, Beto's is celebrating 25 years of serving great food here in San Antonio. They recently just launched a breakfast campaign through their open serving breakfast Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., that is Beto's official sponsor of the sports crowd. Um, okay, so back to Jay Cutler. So Jay does a GQ magazine interview, uh, and he's pretty much saying, talking about, you know, CTE. He said, quote, I would say definitely my memory isn't the same as it was five years ago. The amount of concussions I have had are probably in the double digits. It's going to catch up to me at some point. I'm just trying to delay it as much as possible. Um, th- before I give you that, say he's saying that he's doing some things that uh, to try to de- delay the pace the pace of this. Uh, he said he's changed his diet. He's got into some chemical treatments, which I had never heard of. I didn't even know if that was possible. I know there's still a lot of things that the scientists and doctors are learning about CTE, uh, but he's trying to cut sugar. Uh, he's on heavy amounts of fish oil. Uh, that's been tied to health and brain. I've even heard that. Um, and I'm doing a thing. It's a thing called NAD, N-A-D, I guess. I'm doing it through IVs, and it allows cells in your body, okay, and they have energy that pushes each cell to function. As you get older, you lose Nad, it's so I'm doing this type of therapy for the core level. So this guy's going through. This is the first I've heard of somebody that's doing treatments to try to that's being honest and saying, "Hey, you know what? I suffer. I feel like I'm losing memory. I don't remember things that I used to five years ago." If you remember 2010, that was the year that he was with Chicago. Okay, that year Jay Cutler played with Chicago. He was sacked 322 times. Okay, well, first of all. He was sacked 322 times over his 12-year career, okay? That particular season, he was sacked at lead leading 52 times. 
And I remember with Jay, I mean, you know, his time when he got drafted with Denver, you know, um, I think it was some promise there. I, I thought Jay was going to be the guy to replace John at that time. Uh, end up, you know, Josh McDaniels got the coaching job and end up just screwing up everything. Uh, digress. But Jay was, I remember that year with Chicago because Jay's offensive line was horrible. But without a doubt, I can, I can remember, I tell you, I would probably say I watched six games of Jay Cutler that I knew he had a concussion. And even in 2010, the rules were a little bit different even back then. That was before the independent uh, neurologist or whatever that's sitting there that can buzz in to the ref like, hey, get this guy out there. That was before all those, uh, you know, all those rules were implemented. But the only thing that we've heard about Jay in the last few years is he's went through a it was pretty much a publicized divorce. I think he had a reality TV show there for a minute with his wife. Um, Jay's been one of those guys that really don't. He has that kind of lackluster, I don't give a damn attitude, just like, hey, this is that. I know there was a meme floating around with him with a cigarette just hanging off his lip. Like, he's one of those dudes that never gave a damn. Had a can of arm. I thought he had talent. Uh, you know, it's all his his commitment and love for the game was in the leadership qualities was question always about J2. But that's a serious situation. I mean, you see, I think I forgot the guy's name. We just had another guy. Uh, in the NFL, I think at the age of 28, walk away from the game, 25, maybe walk away from the game this past week. Um, we've seen a pattern of this, some more younger guys that are leaving the game because of the scarcity. But for Jay to sit there and say, I normally don't, I don't remember things that I did five years ago as much as I did, that's alarming. But he's the first guy that I've even heard, you know, take treatments and get treatments and stuff like that to kind of prevent that, you know, so, um, you know, hope he's able to get the help he needs because that's, you know, to live with that, I've only, you know, heard from athletes and read. I mean, that could be – there's different levels of it and severity of it to what you deal with, but that could be traumatizing having to deal with that. But hope that that works out for uh, Jay. Jay made Jay made a quite a big chunk of change too playing compared to what his performance level was and compared to his – he had a good agent in his time as well also. That's why when Jay was ready to walk away – from the game, it wasn't that too big of a deal at the time that Jay decided to go ahead and call it quits uh, because, hey, you know, maybe at the time, because they never did in his career, he never really played against a behind a real solid, solid offensive line anyway. So that's that's kind of deal on that. Also, um, in the NFL news, Big Ben, there's reports you steal a nation out there. Uh, I got my eye on y'all as well, too. Cleveland Browns are going to get a lot of run in that division uh, coming in. They're going to be one of the favorites with Baltimore. Uh, but according to reports out there, Big Ben has been reported on this strict, strict diet. Supposed to be on a stricter diet than Tom Brady. I don't know if I believe that, but former Hall of Fame coach Bill Cowher has went on the record and, and vouched for him. He said, hey, I've talked to Ben. Uh, ben is thriving to try to prove the doubters wrong. You know, Ben's always been one of those that you could tell like the party in the off season, uh, even in his younger days, I don't think, you know, Ben has ever been that type of guy that's going to eat avocado ice cream in the off season and, and do all that. Ben's not built that way. Um, but you know, when you, and I've said this about the Pittsburgh situation with Ben, you know, this is reminding me, and I've said this before in the show, this is leading up. It reminds me of the Eli Manning situation in New York, how it ended in New York. You know, the only difference is they don't have a Daniel Jones. I'm sorry, Steeler fan. It ain't Mesa Rudolph. 
Um, but they don't have a Daniel Jones waiting. They don't know. I mean, I know Dwayne Haskins. I mean, I look at him as as a project player. Like that's something that they're going to have to work on. Uh, maybe there's some potential there, but they don't have that for sure guy that's supposed to take over Ben. But I've told you that I feel that when he got that, when he quote unquote gave them a discount to come back, to run back, they got a new offensive coordinator as well too. You heard a lot from the Rooney family and upper management. You never really heard from Mike Tomlin and the coaching staff. Um, And that always, that rang volumes with me because I feel like it's a situation that Ben is going to be the starter. Okay. But I also think this is a situation that if Ben plays and there was contributing factors to that, I mean, Pittsburgh, I mean, keep in mind, this was a team that I think they started what 10 and 0. They were 11 0 at one time or 10 and 0 in a COVID year. And then injuries just hit them on the defensive side of the ball. And they just started dropping like flies and they just hit a skid. They went on a losing streak. They couldn't stop the bleeding. They got beat by Cleveland twice in like two weeks, two something, two out of three weeks. The last time got knocked out in the playoffs. But I think, you know, Pittsburgh, Ben played awful down the stretch. Bad. He played bad in the Buffalo game on the road. I think that was a Thursday, Sunday night game. He played bad then. He played bad, awful on the Bengals, a team that was going nowhere. I understand there's a Pittsburgh-Cincinnati rival, but that team, Bengals, were going nowhere. They lost that game. They couldn't stop the bleeding on that in that stretch. They lost to Cincy on a Monday night. He played awful in that. So, to me, he's talked a lot about this as a new office, new office coordinator, but by, by these reports saying Ben's on a strict diet and Ben is on the 18th hole of his career – that lets me know that he has heard. I mean, because Bill Coward, I love Bill Coward. He's one of my favorite coaches. But the but the doubters have been valid. Um, they, they've been valid with Ben. Um, he's a Super Bowl champion, two-time Super Bowl champion, should have three rings if it wasn't for Mendenhall's fumble. Uh, but I feel that, you know, his leadership, his leader skills, leadership skills has been questioned in the last four or five years, even by me. And his play last year. And that's the last thing you don't. I don't want to see that from anybody. I don't like seeing any of the greats kind of struggle. I do believe you got to get it all out of your system. But I don't like seeing some of the greats struggle. I mean, Ben just can't. You got to think, Ben played a different style of football than Tom Brady did. Ben played in some of them old Ravens robberies in, 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 in Baltimore and Pittsburgh. There was some brutal. Ben has taken some hits. So his body feels a lot different than even Tom Brady's body does at Tom being down there 44, however old Tom's ass is now. 736-976. You listen to the Sports Crime broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. Last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back. Wake up every morning, by the night I count stacks. Knew that it was real when I hit it, bounce back. All right, back here on the Sports Crime. Today's show was presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop. All right, San Antonio's number one premier upscale smoke shop. Don't forget to visit their uh, website at hazelskyonline.com where you can shop for the comforts of your own home and view their products and, and stuff. And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. All right, two words are the key to a perfect cocktail every time, and that's Zing Zang. They're the number one Bloody Mary mix in the country. Now they offer a wide range of mixers made with all natural ingredients, including margaritas, pina colada, strawberry, and daiquiri. Or you can just add your favorite liquor. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the sports crowd. 
question is, is Milwaukee going to bounce back tonight? And I don't know about that. I like, I like uh, if I was a betting man, I would definitely probably look a small lean on Phoenix tonight in the points, especially getting them in that first quarter, first half as well, too. Um, we'll see how that plays out. Um, also, um, you know, we'll react to that tomorrow. We'll dive in. I can't wait to start. Like I said, I wanted to get the uh, business side of the uh, sports grind situation settled first and, and get everybody in on the same page before we start looking at the futures on divisions and stuff like that. And usually I like to wait usually because camp around camp start because, you know, injuries can can play a big part of that. Uh, but we'll dive in more to some NFL things tomorrow as well, too. Um, still making good. Right now, man, there's, like I said, because I'll tell you right now, if this game ain't competitive tonight, I'm averaging about two or three Soprano episodes a night. Um, we might kick it up a notch. And right now, Sam, where I'm at with that, because I think right now I'm in, I told you yesterday, I'm in season three. Coming on episode 10 and 9, I'm to the point the only thing that I'm intrigued and want to happen is like, man, like, like let's get let's get it on, man, the, 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 the psychiatrist. Don't spoil it for me. Don't tell me. But I'm just thinking, like, how can you? I mean, come on. You know, I turned to AC the other day. I told her, hey, man, if I was living that lifestyle, he was, Tony's a badass. He was looking at everything. I'm like, how do you go through those sessions and I ain't stopped by now anyway? That's the only thing I'm intrigued. When that happens, we'll see. Don't spoil it for me. But that's where I'm at on that. Um, what else? I think I covered everything. Talked about the Jay Cutler thing. I wanted to get that. Uh, Big Ben. What else? I mean, we got the British Open starting uh, tomorrow over across the pond. Uh, we'll see if we can get an American to come back and take that one from, uh, bring that back uh, home over here, the British Open. Uh, we haven't played the PGA already. See, I know the whole schedule got me because the PGA is usually the last tournament of the year, they they did that first this year, right? Did we already play that? Because I'm trying to think: is the British Open is this the last technically major? Because if I'm not mistaken, I know before they were playing the PJ early, but either way, you know that kicks off uh, that that tees off tomorrow. Um, what else we got here? I think I covered. I think we covered everything that I wanted to touch on today. We did talk about the uh, the uh, the the All Star Game. Uh, which, like I said, the American Vlad Jr. Uh, captured an MVP. And I'm happy for Vlad, too, because Vlad came in. He was very committed. We talk about Ben and his weight loss, trying to get in better shape. Uh, Vlad really, I think, in the sea, after the offseason, I think he dropped like 40 pounds, 30 pounds. Um, so it's definitely paid off, uh, you know, for him. Uh, that was a long home run that he hit last night. Uh, but I think under the circumstances, um, yeah, probably wasn't that big of a favorite. I mean, the uniforms didn't really – Blow me away like a lot of people dogged on him. But I think that Colorado did a decent job uh, of hosting the All-Star game. Peyton Manning threw out first pitch. I know I've got some Colts fans to listen to the show. Look, I've said this before. Peyton has spent a lot of time. I know he lives. I think him and his family live in Colorado. But the way Peyton has treated the Broncos organization, you would have swore that he played his whole career with Denver. He, you hardly ever see him back at Indy doing anything. I mean, I know they retired his jersey there, but I don't blame him. I mean, the way Ursay did him on the way out and the whole article, but I, I tell AC that all the time. I'm like, he he really, the way he, you know, trying to help out Drew Locke, always around, they're putting him in the ring of honor. You throw out the first pitch at the All-Star at Coors. You swear to God, spent all his career um, in Colorado. 
but we sent them out there. They had to send them out the right way uh, there. So we'll see how that goes on that. USA, they're off today. I don't think USA national team, I think they're off. They don't have another exhibition game. I don't know when their next one's going to be, but like I said, props to them. I've kind of been worried. I thought about you too last night, Sam, when I saw the the score. I know Sam was like, hey, I told you there was nothing really alarmed yet. Not out of the woods yet, Sam. Not out of the woods for me yet, but that's pretty impressive to dub them boys up like they did last night. So we'll keep our we'll keep our eye on see how that goes. Uh that as well too. All right, man. Well we'll see how we, we get things going tomorrow. We'll dive into the recap of the NBA finals game tomorrow. We'll get an early look at the early leaderboard of the British Open as well, too. And we'll see kind of how this Richard Sherman thing plays out as well, too. Special thanks to producers of the show, myself, Calvin. Special thanks to Sam Spinning the 1 and 2, San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you, hit the snooze button. Before you roll out the rack, just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See y'all tomorrow. about mcdonald's all day can't get it off my mind i can already taste it Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some mickey d's deal there's a deal for every moment at mcdonald's right now get two of your favorites for just 350 mix and match a classic mcchicken a hot and spicy mcchicken or a juicy mcdouble price and participation may vary cannot be combined with combo meal single item at regular price 